Hello, everyone. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of A Space for Growth. This is Zoe and Pilar, and we are super excited to be kicking off our first episode of 2023. That's so crazy. I feel like this year went by... I think it went by fast. I'm like trying to think where I was like last new year and it does feel like that was quite a bit ago. I feel like every year between 2019 and 2022 was like not real. You know what I mean? No, it's so weird because I honestly think we definitely skipped over a good year and a half and then I'm like everything in between that also gets confusing. I was literally taking a drive. I live like on a lake so I was taking a drive around the lake. I was thinking, I'm like, what even happened this year? Like, I feel like it's so easy to just get completely removed and months start to blend in. I also think like not being in school anymore, things blend because there's not like definitive timelines anymore. So yeah, I'm just like very confused, but it is 2023. So we're welcoming in the new year. Yeah, like doesn't feel like we are equidistant between 2013 and 2033, which is crazy. Ew. Isn't that crazy? Good gosh, that's gross. I don't like that. Same distance away from where we were, how old we were in 2013 to how old we'll be in 2033. Yeah, that's kind of freaky. Very freaky. Um, but in this episode, we are not going to be focusing too much on the past. We're going to be talking about the present. We're going to be talking about manifestation and. Just because New Year's Eve has passed does not mean it's too late to start manifesting and putting together your resolutions. <coughs> I have this like crazy lingering cough. I don't know what it is. Like it'll go away and then it'll come back. Mm. And then I'm just like choking all the time. Yeah, let's get you some tea. I have let's my get tea. that out. <laughs> I have a little water. I don't know what it is. Kind of crazy. But anyways, <laughs> um, are you a resolutions girl I don't know if we've really talked about this too much I think we maybe did a little yeah I'm not we did kind of because in our last episode too we kind of like gave it a little taste but I would say no like I'm not a traditional like this year I'm gonna make sure I mean there are certain goals that I'll set out and I'll be like mindful of them And I have actually started to put some things together whether it's like somewhat I try to keep it pretty loose I don't want it to be like too aggressive, but I also think like someone said this where it's like, whenever you're making goals, like try to have it be more like too. So mm-hmm. like, for example, like reading like certain amount of books or that you want to read or like, however, like how often you want to like work out per month or per week, whatever it is, just so that you can like still have some flex, but still hit those numbers. But I wouldn't say I'm like, this is my new year's resolution. Like I'm going to start to do this more. Like, I just feel like I don't follow that whenever I try to do that. What about you? This year I did something a little (coughs) different. So I, (coughs) (laughs) we've literally been talking for an hour and I haven't coughed once. (laughs) We start recording and I can't stop coughing. So I made a vision board which I know people do all the time, but I usually don't. I don't think I've made a vision board since I was a kid and I was cutting out pictures of magazines. Mm-hmm. Like, I am just not, like, I don't know. I'm not that much of a creative girl. I'm not that patient. But I actually found it very therapeutic to, like, just tap into doing something 
for um, a few hours and really taking the time to think about what I want my life to look like. If my life was a series of idealized pictures for 2023, like which ones would I choose? Yeah. And what's going to be most important for me this year? So I did make a collective vision board. And I also did something that we'll talk about in this episode called scripting. And I only Mm -hmm. did it for Q1, which means like the first quarter of the year, which is January, February, and March. So scripting is a practice basically where you write as if everything has already happened. Like I was Mm -hmm. writing as if it was April and I'm reflecting on everything that happened in January, February, and March. Wait, I love that. I've never even heard of that. We'll talk about all of this. This is part of the episodes. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, um, I'll definitely do a deeper dive about what the practice is and where it comes from. Um, but yeah, so I did those two things and I'm kind of like, whenever I do anything like this, I feel like it's kind of like wishing on a star and I'm like, it's so it, it needs to happen. Otherwise I'm never doing it ever again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so this is like your year of figuring out if this was all worth it or not. For sure. This is like okay. my year. Like I will come back in April and like report back and everything <laughs> that I wrote for February, March, Fe- for January, February, March came true by April. And then anything that didn't pan out yet, I'm going to like work into my April, May, June, you too. And like also some, some new things. No, I think that makes sense though. I mean, obviously I know we're going to get into it, but I do think like taking a gradual approach is the way to do it because Mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes people just like shoot so far where they're like, I want to make a million dollars. And it's like, okay, wait, like, how are we going to do that? Like what, like what's the first step? So I think it needs to be like a gradual approach with more like tactical things, not just like, what is the end goal? Um, yeah, I feel like that always needs to be a part of it. But I love that. I love that you, I love that you do that. I literally, I actually am like looking at a poster board that I bought last year because I wanted to make a vision board. And I think that's such a good idea. I feel like we're all like innately creative, but it's just like how we're raised, like socially, like you just kind of stop doing that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do think like that is one of the best ways to like spend your time on a weekend, like just kind of putting some clips together and like seeing it. Cause I do, which I feel like we both are like to be able to see that and remind yourself of the, the goals that you have and whatnot can be so helpful. So I love that. I might have to do that this week. I think you should tap on into it. Okay, everyone. So in this episode, like we mentioned before, we're going to be talking about manifestation, where it came from, different types of practices, whether or not we believe in manifestation, um, and if we were to create our own manifestation processes, what they would look like. Um, So manifestation has been on like the tops of everyone's minds social media feeds I feel like at least for me personally for at least the past two years like have you been seeing a lot of manifestation content or is your algorithm different than mine I am a little woo-woo I'm not gonna lie I am (laughs) into all of that kind of stuff so I think that's probably why I see it so much but I get so much content about like bringing things in and building the life that you want are you seeing kind of similar things or not really I'm honestly not like, this mm. is where I don't know much. Like, my feed is not like that. My, my feed is skincare and, like, dogs. Like, it's not really that. Yeah. But I also, like, I'm not really on TikTok like that. Like, I'm the type of person who sees everything like, a few weeks after on Even Instagram. Even Instagram? Like, I feel like before TikTok, I was seeing it on Instagram. No, like, I'll see quotes. I'll see, like, 
things that are kind of like worth looking forward or just like inspiring words, but I don't feel like I'm seeing anything that's really like into the nuances of manifestation and what that world looks like. Like, no, I feel like okay. it's like inspirational things, but yeah. If you had to give a definition for manifestation or like what you interpreted as, what would you say? I feel like manifestation, it's kind of like the practice of um, like putting the energy out there that you want to obtain in the future or whenever. But I think, yeah, it's kind of like talking about it, putting it out there, being really um, intentional with like the energy that you're putting out and the words that you're saying and how that like it's kind of this whole theory of like that will then make these I guess like more possible I don't know (laughs) yeah no you're absolutely right and I've done a little bit of research into it just because I think all this stuff is so interesting but we get fed so much content from like quote-unquote manifestation coaches like yes that's a real real career and people pay other people to like be their manifestation coach which is wild to me (laughs) but um this all dates back to ancient hindu scriptures and buddhist practices which like of course this is not like a modern day practice like there's a lot of ancient philosophies that i think get lost in translation um but have you ever heard of the book or seen the movie the secret does that sound familiar to you Mm -mm. no okay so the reason that manifestation became popular in like western culture is because of this book and then a movie that was based on the book called The Secret, which is basically about like the law of attraction mm. and like the ability to, what you were saying, bring things into your life. Um, so that's kind of like since like 2006, like the early 2000s is when manifestation got like a huge like building buzz around it. I personally don't believe that manifestation is a tool to bring things into your life. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that manifestation is a tool for you to get out of your own way. Mm. I like I'll, that. I follow me down I... this rabbit hole. <laughs> okay. I think a lot of people are like, I want to manifest money. I want to manifest a romantic relationship. I want to manifest um, like career, like, cr- like crazy changes in my career amazing opportunities, travel. But a lot of times I think there's so many things that like we have in our brains that stop us from going after the things that we want. Like maybe, for example, I'll use like romantic love or romantic relationship. You may be like, this year I want to manifest romantic love and a romantic relationship into my life. And you know that if you want something like that to happen, like within the next year, two years, three years, like you have to be open. Like you have to allow people into your life. Like you have to say like, okay, I'm going to put myself out there. Or like if people are always approaching you and you're like, no, no, like you're lying and you're like, I have a boyfriend or I have a girlfriend or I'm not interested or whatever. Like Mm -hmm. if you know that that is something that you're serious about and you're like, I'm manifesting it. I feel like subconsciously you are going to stop getting in your own way you know what I mean you're gonna like when people come up to you you're gonna be like receptive or you're gonna start going to places by yourself or you're gonna get onto dating apps or whatever and so then when you finally do end up in a relationship that you find to be healthy and fulfilling you're gonna be like I manifested this I manifested this relationship I manifested this man no ma'am you got out of your own way (laughs) and that is actually a big part of manifestation of the research that I've been doing that people don't think that like people don't talk about 
because mm. it feels very magical to be like you're bringing things in but like a lot of the like grounding practices are about training your subconscious which controls the way that we think about ourselves and the way that we act to believe that things are po- possible instead of like believing that you aren't worthy of it I love that I think that makes so much sense because I'm not like a super like magical type of person like where is that coming from I don't really know like I don't Mm -hmm. I think sometimes and maybe that's also because like I'm someone who likes to be in control and so my natural is to like find my solution on my own but I do think just when you're saying that it makes a lot of sense to me because I feel like it kind of gets back to that initial thought I had where it's like you can't just say like I want to you know come across like a million dollars it's like there needs to be an action on your part that needs to like kind of go with that so I think maybe like manifestation is it's kind of like awakening yourself to like what your goal is and like what your priorities are and what your wants are and then it's like because that is now something that you are so passionate about like Mm -hmm. now like you're putting more energy towards that in the sense of like you said being open to a new relationship or like taking on the new opportunity to get promoted or whatever it might be I feel like that actually makes a lot of sense it's more around like the action it is interesting though how like I swear everything is about like people getting in their own way like I need to um watch that movie or read that book that you mentioned because yeah that's half of it and like retraining your mind because it's like what you're naturally doing what's instinctual to you it's like all of that has kind of been built upon some of these different like misconceptions you might have or just experiences that you've had or seen but I think it is important to be mindful of how you can like retrain that in a way so what they say like manifestation is one of the primary ways that people are retraining that yeah so there's a couple of theories And then, so I'll go through these theories and then I'll go through like the practices within those theories. So the secret is based off of the law of attraction, um, which I don't like to, I have not seen the secret and I have not read the book and there's mixed reviews. Some people are like, this changed my life and other people are like, this is a nasty cult. So Mm. like go forth like with your own yeah. with, like, make your, your own, own discernment yeah. yeah I don't know if I'm necessarily recommending the secret that is okay. just like what got mainstream attraction in like western culture but okay. um I would say watch it and then maybe watch a documentary about it to see like what's really tea yeah <laughs> but it's based off of the law of attraction which is the belief that things are activated by the magnetic power of emotions followed up with the belief that certain things are to happen, like going to happen. And so the law of attraction assumes that you have a deficit that you're trying to fill. So for example, more money, romantic love, travel, career aspirations, and that you can bring those things in by like your emotions. Like if you are open to it, you are positive, you are the type of person that receives those things. Like if you look at, I don't know. I keep like people who are you think to be really smart and they are like amassing all of this money and having all of this like upward career trajectory. Mm -hmm. You have to also look at yourself as being really smart Mm -hmm. so that you will get those types of things too. Yeah. But it's grounded in like there's a hole that you're trying to fill. Do you feel like there's any relation? So when you were first talking about it, 
I'm like, this kind of gets into like a magical spiritual world. Like it was kind of giving like hand palm reader. It was giving that. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, maybe this does lean a little differently. Like, is it getting into maybe like a fake it till you make it? Like, is it giving that? Not necessarily fake it till you make it, but it's more about like aligning your energy. And I feel like maybe the romantic attraction example was a better one. Mm. Like (coughs) if you are very closed off, it's going to be really difficult for you to like find somebody to be with. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially like for a long-term relationship, like you could be the most beautiful person in the world, the wealthiest person in the world. But, like, if it's hard for somebody to, like, get close to you and yeah. that's the type of relationship you want, like, that stuff is not going to matter. You know what I mean? Totally. Um, so the law of attraction is about adjusting, like, your own beliefs and emotions about yourself in order to bring things in. Like, yeah. it, it's about, like, you have to be positive to bring positive things in is kind mm-hmm. of, like, the baseline of, like, the law, of, as I understand it, of the law of attraction. Yeah. No, I like that, though. I think, again, like, it just comes back to this whole thing where it's very action-oriented, mm-hmm. and I think that can be helpful just so that people feel like they at least have some control over what's next. Like, I think sometimes it's, like, hard when you just – I mean, I think there's some people who probably throw it out there and say, like, I'm going to put this out in the energy in the world. And let's see if it comes back. Like, yeah. okay, girl, it's going to be a bit more than that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think <laughs> that's going to do it. Yeah. But – I do think like if you approach it from that perspective of like it's more of an action than anything else like I could actually see there being some value in it and I don't think it's to say that like like you're saying like after Q1 like is it all going to come true like no like I don't think that's necessarily the point of it but I feel like it gets you going like it kind of like starts that process of just like making more opportunities or even making you prepared to like actually capitalize on those opportunities when it comes up. Yeah 100%. So that's the first one, the law of attraction. The okay. first like theory that I'll go over at least. I'm sure that there's like millions of them. These are the ones that I thought were interesting. The second one is the law of assumption. <clears throat> so the law of assumption is the assumption that you have actually already achieved what it is that you're going after. Like you just have to wait for it to, to pop up. Like if you're like, I'm going to be a millionaire one day, like it's going to happen. You just have to wait until, like, it shows up in your life. Or if you're, like, I'm going to have, like, this lifestyle where I'm able to travel the world with, like, the people that I love and doing a job that I'm really passionate about, like, that's already all set up for you. You just have to wait for it to, like, pop up in your life. Yeah. So an example of this that I found online is apparently Jim Carrey wrote a check to himself for a hundred million dollars I think either a hundred million or ten million dollars probably ten million (laughs) from when the time was Um, and when he landed the lead for Dumb and Dumber that was his check he actually got a certified check for ten million (laughs) dollars so before he like auditioned for the role before he landed the role probably before the script was even written he wrote a check like he got a checkbook out he wrote himself as the recipient Jim Carrey amount 10 million dollars and like put it aside and then like years later he ended up getting a 10 million dollar check from leading from getting the lead role in dumb and dumber so that's kind of like the assumption behind the law of assumption is like you put something out there and then you're like it's already bound to happen i just have to like 
you have to do the work, but mm. you also like you have the core belief that like this is gonna happen. Like yeah. this is for me. And you're just kind of being patient. I feel like all of these like in tandem, what okay, they all have to work in tandem because of the fact yes. that you definitely can't just write that check and go sit down and just think it's like meant for you. Yeah. Like there are so many again, like actionable things need to happen. And I think that was a good point you mentioned where it's like, okay, now like that I've kind of set that in stone, like now I need to go do the work to actually obtain it. Um, So I think that's definitely one piece of it. But I honestly think just based on it, because I'm like learning it with y'all, like I don't know this very well, but I feel like based on even just those two different theories, like this all kind of comes down to it's having that like, self-assurance and it's starting to like build some of that inner confidence yeah and get that fire started of what it is that you want to achieve and then how you can like truly convince yourself that like no 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 like you are deserving of this and you are totally capable I feel like it's really nice for like young it's nice for anyone of any age but I think like when we're thinking of ourselves it's kind of exciting to think about okay like really there's so many things out here that you can go and obtain but I think you do have to put together some sort of a plan and one understanding that like you are so worthy of actually getting that and obtaining that at some point but then it's also figuring out like okay now what do I need to do to get that like I think that's kind of cool just to see like the Jim Carrey example is a perfect way of doing it it's like younger him like he's thinking of what is my goal what am I going to put forth and kind of like the energy that I'm going to be putting out and then it's just seeing like how he was able to, I guess, really like manifest it into his life, obviously with action, but yeah, I think that's kind of a cool way to, it's really just kind of figuring out, like you said, it's like retraining your mind and instilling that sense of confidence to actually get like, go and take what you want. For sure. And that's why I said in the beginning that I think that manifestation is really just like getting out of your own way. Like what you were saying is building confidence, like all these tools do is allow you to build so much and sometimes probably insane confidence in yourself Yeah, <laughs> that you can go after those things. Like if Jim Carrey never thought that he was worth $10 million, mm-hmm. he would have never probably tried to go after the lead role in a movie that would make him $10 million. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you have to have a certain level of confidence in yourself to know that like, this is my worth. And like yeah. one day it's going to come to me and I just need to like put in the work, but I know I'm going to get it. Like you, like he, you're not putting in the work in vain. You know, when you're talking about this, I feel like this is something that I wouldn't even be shocked if it came up in like a therapy session, because I feel like a lot of the time, like no matter what it is that you're going for or aspiring for, you're going to have bumps and obstacles and you're going to probably have people tell you that you suck. Like you're going to experience all of it. And I do think it comes down to your own belief that you're worthy of it or your own belief that you're capable. Like that's what everything I think comes down to. So I feel like to me, like this is just like a tool. Like when people talk about like building your toolkit, like the whole process and the different theories in which you're talking about, like these are really like very practical, like I guess practices that you can then forward and say like, okay, my first one is law of attraction. My second one is, what is this again? Law of assumption. Law of assumption. Like these are really like tangible ways of kind of putting pen to paper and saying like, this is what I want. Like this is it. Because I think to me, like when you're just starting day one, I feel like I wouldn't see the value of this. Mm -hmm. But I think the value of this comes 
when you have like those tough moments, like those moments of self-doubt or those moments of, you know, like it's more of a tool than anything else. So it's kind of like saving it for that rainy day when you start to lose sight of what it is that you really want and like how you know that you are worth it. Mm-hmm. I think this is when you then resort to like all of these different tools that you would have already had set in place. Yes, a hundred percent. And these are like, these are just overarching theories. There are practices mm-hmm. that you can use to tap into these theories. But what I personally like more about the law of assumption than the law of attraction is the law of attraction is based in like, there's a hole in your life that you are trying to fill and you're trying to adjust your own energy, frequency, neural pathways in order to bring something in you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. there's a book and I'll have to like put it in the caption for the podcast or maybe we can link to it on Instagram about a doctor who got into an accident and he was paralyzed from the waist down and they told him that he would never be able to walk again and he rewired his brain through like thinking practices meditation all these things like rewired his neural pathways in order to be able to walk again. And he like wrote a book on it. Mm. And it sounds like very woo woo and kind of crazy, but this is also something that like addicts do. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like if you're addicted to a drug or alcohol through like 12 step programs, through detox programs, through gratitude, meditation, abstinence from these things, you are rewiring your brain to pull dopamine from like everyday things instead of only needing to get dopamine from drugs. Instead of just only getting high from heroin, like now you can enjoy a sunset. You can enjoy time with your family. Like there are things that are not related to that drug now bring you happiness because you've rewired your brain. Totally. I love that whole thing. Like, I feel like there's, um, there's actually a Netflix show that I watched and I cannot remember the name of it, but I swear I sent it to you. You did. I know. I'm like, what was that? I'm going to find it. Is it Seth Rogen with the therapist? <laughs> no, but I do love Seth <laughs> <laughs> No, it's not Seth Rogen, but I'll find it. Um, it's Oh, it's called Human, The World Within. Mm-hmm. So it's a Netflix show called Human, The World Within, a short series. I highly recommend it if you guys don't want to read that book, but I will read that book that you're talking about. If you find the name, like we'll put it yeah. below. But it's so not like in the clouds, like the whole concept of it, because I mean, not a lot of like us average people like know much about the brain, but it really is one of those things where if you're continuously doing something like that now becomes your natural, it's like muscle memory is the whole, like how we refer to it. And so you do need to actively go out of your way to restructure the way in which your brain has been trained for years. Yeah. So like, I love that whole concept because it is, again, it puts that, it puts the power back in your hands. I mean, obviously like your brain is a muscle. Your brain is so powerful and it can deceive you and do all these things that we don't want it to do. But if you can find a way to kind of take some control and be really intentional with how you think the things that you're doing, all of it, like these are becoming natural practices that will feel so innate after a while. Once those become the normal for it, like it is something that you have to train. So I think the whole concept of retraining your brain is so like honestly fascinating. And I think it's empowering in the sense of like, now you fully have control over how it is that you want to operate. And I think that like retraining your mind, even just on yourself, like how you see yourself and what you think that you're capable of and all of that, like is also equally as important because I do think it will change your own behaviors. Like 
I think, yeah, it's literally just saying like, I now see myself differently. I expect something different of myself. And so my behaviors are going to adjust based on that new belief. And even down to the basics, like I remember playing sports as a kid and our coaches would say like, don't ever say can't, don't ever say you can't. Do yeah. Something. Or like those parents, like I see videos all the time of parents, like getting in the mirror with their kids and being like, you're beautiful, you're smart, yeah. you're, mm-hmm. you know, you're intelligent. And that is like training your mind in a good way of saying mm-hmm. like, when something hard happens, I'm not going to tell myself that I can't do something. Mm-hmm. And I find that often when I'm running, like I'll, it's, mm-hmm. I tell people a lot, like it's mind over matter. Like I think anyone can run a half marathon. It's mind over matter. Yeah. yeah. It like up to a certain level of physical fitness, but after you can successfully run eight miles, you can do 13.1 your body already knows how to keep going. Yeah. You have to tell, like, when you hit eight, your body's going to say, I hit eight, stop. Yeah, totally. Your mind is going to, like, you have to have a really strong mind to be like, no, like, you hit eight, but you know you can do nine. And once you do nine, you're like, that was not that bad. Let me do 10. Like, you have to talk to yourself in that way to get, to stop yourself from quitting. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's so crazy just like how your brain is really what stands in between you and everything isn't it crazy? like it's crazy yeah because it's I think working out like if you're able to work out and be a physical person in that way like it's I mean growing up in sports like I honestly think that's where I learned so much for myself mm-hmm. is like because it is I think all sports are so much more of a mental game than anything else obviously like you have to have some level of physical you know you need to be able to do that yeah I think yeah once it gets to a certain point like it's really just mind game yeah it really is and I think going through that whole process and like trying to kind of battle with your mind like it's pretty wild but I think this is a really I think that this is a bit more of like a realistic way of how you can kind of not battle against it, but kind of say, okay, like, let me take the reins and figure out how I'm going to, in a weird way, like rewire it and just retrain it to be, to like work, work for me. Like, I need you to work with me here. You know what I mean? Make it a bit more of like a constructive situation. And this last theory, I think you're actually really going to like, because it is more based in, um, I would say like psychology, like more, based in fact I'll say like the other two are like they're theories and there mm-hmm. are like um examples to back it up but this one I think is is more of like a, a theoretical practice that had um like some psychology grounding after it so it's called neuro-linguistic programming which emerged in the 1970s so NLP and it is about using your senses so the five senses in order to visualize And it's about tricking your subconscious to shift what you think is possible into reality. So that sounds super crazy and woo-woo, but I'm going to give you (laughs) two practices. So that's the theory. And I'm going to give you two practices that fall into it. So the first one is scripting, like what I had said the first time, which is you write things as if they've already happened. And the really big thing with scripting is you're not just supposed to write down like, it felt so great when I got a job promotion or like last month I got a job promotion. You're supposed to write like, I like put in all of this work and my manager told me that they were so impressed with how I've been proceeding in the program and it made me feel X, Y, and Z when they had that conversation with me 
And when I sat down for the interview, I felt so confident and I knew that I had all this backing behind me. And then when I got my promotion with an X percent raise, I felt X. Like it's about getting very really clear, mm. really detailed. And then also talking about how you felt when it happened. Mm. And I think that is like such an integral part of it, especially when people are asking for things like, or trying to manifest things like love and romance into their lives. Like that is a very big, broad term. Like if you're like, I would like a romantic relationship in my life, <laughs> you can get one with a nasty person. You, know <laughs> you need to be very clear about like, I met someone three months ago. Like if you were doing scripting, cause you mm-hmm. write things in past tense as if like it's already happened and you're reminiscing and they made me feel so calm and secure and happy and they fulfill me in xyz ways because then when you're like actually putting yourself out there to find those things you're not gonna settle for anyone who doesn't make Mm. you feel calm and secure and brings you love in all those ways like it makes you get really specific about what you want because you're also talking about how it's gonna make you feel okay like where was this four years ago because truly, <laughs> it's 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 giving set the tone. Set the tone. Say it again. I don't think they heard you. Set the tone. That's what it's giving. That's what it's because giving. it's one of those things where I'm like, you really there's there's a very like distinct moment in my life where I remember really not having a clue what I wanted. I was just going through the motions. I'm probably still doing that. Like I yeah. don't even know. And I think you have to be mindful of what is that you actually want, like make a decision or just like have some, have some clarity around what, what you truly want out of this. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think like I've heard a million and one times, I just want a relationship. I just want a relationship. Okay. But like you said, you can have a, you can have a relationship. Trust me. You can go out there. You can go find some random person, but Like, what qualities do you want in this person? Or, like, how do you want that person to make you feel? How do you want to make that person feel? Whatever it is, like, the nuances of it, I think, are so important to get into. Because it's, like, again, like, this kind of comes down to this being a tool in those tough moments. Because when you are being challenged, when they're acting funny, and you're trying to convince yourself that this is right, no, that's not right. Because you have said months ago, that you wanted to feel like this, this, and that. And that's clearly not what you're being. Like, that's not what you're experiencing. Mm-hmm. So I think it's perfect. Like, it's really for those challenging moments. Like, I'm really kind of convinced now that, like, this is a tool that you have to do. You almost need to, like, do the work ahead of time so that when things do get tough and when you start to question or doubt or when, like, you're, I guess, like, when whatever it is that you want, like, your norms get challenged I think that's when you revert back to this oh my god I wish I had this in college like I honestly think scripting like I haven't gone to the second one we don't even know what that is yet but scripting I think would have been helpful just in a sense of being able to like think far enough because I really think we're just going through the motions bro like yeah everyone's just trying to get day by day and also like we're so impressionable but to be able to really put the time around like what do you actually want and like how do you want to feel and yeah just what truly like what is the experience in which you want to be in um i think that would have helped a lot of people myself included yeah 
And like, even outside of like a romantic relationship, like if you're looking for a job, totally, like, you may not even know specifically what type of job that you want. Like I'm imagining like a college junior who's like recruiting for their first serious internship. Yeah. You may not even know what kind of company you want to work for, but you know that you want to feel heard, seen, like you have autonomy over your work. Totally. Like people think that you're smart and intelligent, that you feel respected. And you're going to go into interviews and you're going to gauge like, is this person who is a reflection of the company making me feel all the things that Mm -hmm. I know I want to feel? And you're not going to end up just settling for whichever program throws out their first offer at you. Totally. You know, like how you want to feel. And that I think is so that that's what I love about scripting is it's not like, it's not just like, oh, like I want a new car. Like you have to really put into words like, how you got this thing and how it made you feel. And a lot of people do this tactic of set and forget where Mm. they will script for a whole year and like very detailed. Like I read about this girl who wrote, she scripted out her whole year at the end of the previous year, like in word, like type, like a novel. Yeah. She wrote a book. She wrote a book book as if they were journal entries Oh my god! And I don't think she did every day, but she did, you know, a number of entries a month and she like hid it from herself. And Mm. then at the end of the year, she pulled it back out and read it again. And a lot of those things that she had talked about manifested for her. And I think a big part of it is like you were saying, she set the tone. Yeah. When you take that much time to think about, because it's not something you can do in 15 minutes. You really have to think about what you want. You know, you maybe you're going back and revising. You have to get really comfortable with like your emotions and where mm-hmm. you want to grow. But when you do all of that work and you like set an intention of like, I want to feel X this year. Like I want to feel like a leader this year. And you mm-hmm. do things that make you feel that way. You're going to bring in a lot of like impressive things into your life that maybe you didn't think were possible. Yeah, dude. I think that's... <clears throat> I think what's cool is that, yeah, it can, it can definitely be implemented in a variety of different aspects of your life. So like you're saying career relationships, mm-hmm. whatever. I think that to me, just off the bat, like, I feel like it seems so easy to implement in a career s- situation or like yeah. in things that almost like aren't super person, like almost like person, like person, not personable, but like, I think it, I think it gets really tricky when it's like relationship based or like friendship based, because I think when you're having to take into account someone else, like your emotions and your feelings are going to be so they're going to fluctuate as that person approaches you. So what you had set forth as this is how I'm going to feel. This is how I want to feel, whatever it might be. I think it can, I would be really curious if like someone were to kind of speak like what that was like for them when they noticed, okay, wait, like, I'm now having to navigate mm-hmm. this with someone else also being a factor. Um, yeah. And too, like, if some people have maybe, I don't know, social anxiety or like certain fears that come with like people, I feel like that also brings about a different thing because in your scripting, it's like, are you, and I'm, I don't know if you don't answer this, but I'm like, is that something where it's like, okay, are you writing the ideal of what you would want to feel in that moment? Or are mm-hmm. you being like, no girl you're gonna feel freaking scared and then it's like after you get past that like you're gonna feel like this do you know what I mean like 
yeah it's kind of a little nuanced but I'm just like I feel like that's where it could get a little sticky just because there are just so many more like emotions and things that happen when it's with someone that you care about a friend a romantic whatever it might be whereas with a career it's like I know that this company makes me feel some type of way and I'm yeah. not, there's really not much more to like give it, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I would, I would think that if you are doing scripting, you are writing, there's a couple of different ways to do it. Like you can write like in the reverse and like in the past tense of things that have already happened more realistic, like the first, like if you have social anxiety, for example, you may, you know, in the beginning of your scripting for the year, right? Like I went to my first concert by myself and I was really nervous about it and whatever. And then by the time you get to, you know, the end of the year, you're like, and now I go out mm. like all the time by myself. And it's me. I like that. You might do it that way. Or you may write as if you are idealizing your highest self like mm. I went to a concert and I felt by myself and I felt super confident and I didn't I wasn't anxious at all and that too can like yeah become a thing that is you know your idealized highest version of yourself now you have to just put in the work that's like the biggest part of manifestation that I think that people don't talk about a lot is you have to do the work like you can't yeah. just write all of these things these are tools for you to set the tone, for you to tap in with yourself and for you to be internally confident so that you can do the work. Mm -hmm. Like it's not just gonna, it's not just gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's definitely do the work. I like the two different approaches to it. Cause sometimes I think people want to see that growth within themselves. Mm -hmm. Like they want to be able to feel that, that journey that happened. But yeah. I also think sometimes it is nice to kind of just kind of see yourself without all those like like not ailments but like the challenges that everyone yeah. is experiencing it's nice yeah. to kind of see yourself at your ideal um but yeah doing the work is the most important part for sure but and like yeah setting that tone like that's really nice and so the last practice is called EFT tapping which is an ancient Chinese practice of acupuncture combined mm -hmm. with more modern day psychology practices where you tap on certain pressure points in the body like under the eye the collarbone there's some in your armpits like your temples um there's like specific pressure points that you're supposed to tap on and it's supposed to um restore balance in the body calm the nervous system and then also help to rewire the brain and so mm -hmm. you can combine tapping with manifestation practices so um there's the practice of bringing up a challenging belief and then dismantling it as you tap so an example of this might be like if i'm tapping on my temple so like i'm ta literally ta polar can see me right now i'm tapping on my <laughs> temple and then you say something like even though making money is hard i completely love honor and accept myself and believe that money flows to me easily and the practice of tapping is like, you do this, you continuously repeat, like you pick a mantra, you set an intention and you repeatedly do this like for a year and you are essentially like rewiring your brain, opening up your pathways so that you are more confident to go after these situations. So for yeah. example, I was listening to a podcast of this girl, she was doing tapping in like a surrounding wealth and she would do this practice every single day. She would repeat these mantras to herself. She would tap. And she started applying to like writing competitions. 
and she was winning and like making money through these writing competitions and mm-hmm. she's like this practice like made me so much more attuned to like what I was doing what I was good at and how I could get out of my own way she was like before this I wasn't even looking at people would post about these writing competitions I would never even do it and yeah. then she started like being more aware of what it was around her because like if you wake up every morning you sit you do your tap and you say your mantra you're going to be subconsciously thinking about that throughout the day yeah. and doing things that take you to that result. Yeah. I think that's what it is. It's like, it's all practices of like intentionality. And I think mm-hmm. it's definitely a cognitive thing where it's kind of also tapping in like science of it. Well, it's happening, but it's also <laughs> like, it's also considering the science of our bodies and just making sure that like, you need to be mindful and you need to be thinking about the things that you want. Yeah you're going to get them because ultimately I do feel like it all comes down to that retraining your brain and it's just being it's kind of like a really practical way to I guess apply science I think this one specifically tapping I could see how if someone wasn't that interested in the body and just like the ways in which we can have an impact on it like that one sounds a little far-fetched mm-hmm. but I also think like I'm like fascinated with how body is so not like impressionable but it just it holds so many different like opportunities I guess like I think I've tried acupuncture before like how you know certain weird little pressure points on our body can be connected I mean we're so interconnected (laughs) I feel like a lot of people in sports or people who have had injuries know this where it's like you know your ankle could be affecting your back and could be affecting your shoulder like it's the craziest thing how it's all very much intertwined but I do think like I if you have suspicions around this one like I think it's good to be open-minded in the sense that like our bodies are so powerful and we can do so many amazing things with them and I think this is one where it's like certain pressure points in our body are absolutely valid And I feel like it's kind of cool how it's taking that into consideration when also being really mindful of what you want and what you want to manifest. Because I feel like working those two like makes them that much more, I don't know, maybe effective. Obviously, like I'd be curious to hear more people's outcomes with it, but me can't hurt. I definitely think that's giving like, it's an add on. It's a plus one. Like it's, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like that's one of those where it's like skincare, like, Certain products, you aren't going to see a result tomorrow. But, yeah. like, if you keep really consistent and if you're really mindful of it, then there's always an opportunity. Um, so that one seems – I've never heard of that. I mean, I know acupuncture, but I've never heard of tapping, actually. And that's Yeah. That's cool. <clears throat> what I think is cool about the tapping that I think sets it aside from all the other theories and practices that we talked about is it – requires you to be in your physical body Mm. like you don't need anything external like with the law of assumption with the law of attraction like the ways to practice that in real life would be like journaling would be making a vision board practicing gratitude like writing down things that you're grateful for um like all of those types of things that like I feel like people have talked about a lot but with tapping it's just you and your body and there's a little bit of that like meditation Mm -hmm. part of it too where it's like you're not tapping in front of the TV, right? Like you're probably in a comfortable position, you're quiet and you're just like tapping on these and you're feeling how your body feels, you know what I mean? And like Mm -hmm. touching on certain pressure points. So I think tapping might be a good one for people who feel like they maybe just want to sit in silence 
or they don't necessarily have the creative bandwidth to script, to journal, yeah. the vision board. Well, and I think it's also like maybe a good place to start even like the whole process of manifestation, like each mm-hmm. different theory and phase. Like I think sometimes this is a good place to just begin, like to start thinking about what you want, to start thinking yeah. about the things that you would want to be able to accomplish. Like I feel like sometimes people can feel a bit intimidated around like writing and like all, you know, cause it's like, oh my God, I'm going to screw up and I have to go back. Like for whatever yeah. reason, like it honestly can, you know, just kind of throw people off. But I think when you're in your own mind, like there's really no right or wrong. So it's nice just to be able to sit with those thoughts. Um, and then I think, yeah, the more like physical aspect of tapping is really interesting to see how that would be able to enhance that experience. But I definitely think it does remind me so much of just meditation. Um, and I think that's actually like, I don't know. I feel like that's a really good place to start in terms mm-hmm. of trying to understand your mind and how your yeah. how your mind is thinking. And even being able to maybe also like recognize some of those patterns that you want to correct, like, you know, where do you want to start? Because I think like on the meditation side, I know a lot of people talk about how like meditation can be so helpful because it's like, yeah, I'm conscious of the fact that I'm having these thoughts, but like, let's move past them. Like it's this Mm -hmm. whole, like being able to not hold on to anything, but I think it's kind of interesting. I feel like in tapping, like that would be interesting to see what thoughts are coming to mind. What are those like intrusive thoughts that are coming up while you're trying to have this practice? And I think that can give you more direction towards what you would want to maybe adjust going forward. Yeah, I completely agree. I think that's a really good point. Um, so to recap, the three overarching theories that we talked about today. So like, please do more research. Um, we definitely didn't go through all of them. Um and I would love to hear like what other people's favorite types, if they do anything, like which ones they agreed with and didn't. So we did the law of attraction, the law of assumption, neuro-linguistic programming, which is NLP, and then the two like practices that we talked about um, were scripting and um, EFT tapping. So P, to round us up, what was your favorite theory and or practice I would say uh I don't know I feel like again they all work really well together yeah but I will say that I really like the idea of scripting like I am someone who I write a lot like I have journals from 2015 like and I feel like that's a way to I guess just like it's a new perspective you can write because I think sometimes like I'll write in the present and it's kind of like, okay, like you kind of got it off your mind, but I feel like a more like productive way maybe of even doing it is also thinking like, what do you want to set out to accomplish? And I feel like again earlier, like I wish I had these types of tools even like years ago. And I feel like it would be really helpful and just like setting the tone for this year of like, what do you want? Like, what do you want and how do you want it to make you feel and how are you going to get yeah. there? I just think that is a really tangible way for me to get started. So I like actually am going to do that. So that's, I think, the one that stuck with me the most. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think scripting was also my favorite. I mean, it's something that I did this year. Um, mm-hmm. And there's so 2022. It. I, yes, I wrote as if, um, no, I oh. did it for 2023. Oh, I, I see. Wrote so you, as if okay. I was 
Zoe from the month of April 2023 reflecting on January, February, and March. Got it. Um, just like I didn't want to do too much. Like I wanted to you yeah. know, break it down to bite-sized pieces for myself at least. Um, but yeah, I think these are all like like we've been saying, great ways to get out of your way, great ways totally. to tap in with yourself, how you think, um, and what you really want. So yeah, I love guys. this. this is our literally episode yet we it literally is like we went into it and she was like I know you have no clue what this is about so we're just gonna kind of make this like a session like let's go down and I'm like I don't know maybe you guys know way more about this than I do I'd be curious to get your guys's feedback but like I definitely think this was it was just helpful because I think manifestation is really like this buzzword and it's a little bit in the clouds and it's kind of like okay like put it out there scream it on the rooftop and then what like but I honestly like hearing the theories and hearing the practices because I feel like it broke it down to just being more tangible. And then you mm-hmm. can kind of see like, what is the real goal of this? It's like set the more intentional, put forth the actions, like really set those goals and understand how you need to get there. And then, yeah, getting yourself out of your own way um, and retraining your brain. Like I think for people who don't like stuff that's in the clouds, like I think there's something for everyone to connect to yes. where it's like neurologically, like you're just retraining your brain. That's yes. what's happening. Yeah. So it's, it's really like, I think it's very much tangible for everyone to connect to in some way now that we've gone through it, but yeah. I can get it. Like upon first hearing about manifestation, it can get a little like whimsical, but for sure, no, this was, this was great, Zoe. You did such Yay. a good job going through it. Like, seriously, I, I really like learning about this. I'll be scripting later today. <laughs> I know that's right. I know that's right, script. Yes, I I love learning about all this type of, like, I am a little woo-woo. I love learning about all this type of stuff. Like, send me the sage, send me the toolkit. Like, I want to learn more about it. Like, I think yeah. it's so cool. I think, like, there's no way that, you know, <coughs> we're not able to expand our, our minds and able like to do really cool things. I think, you know, a lot of it's just getting out of your own way. And so um, I hope you all got something out of this episode um, and do a little bit more research on different theories and practices and, you know, how you can just make this year an even better year, you know? Yes. I love that. Yeah. Start it off on the right foot and set the tone. Set that tone. Maybe we'll title the episode Set That set Tone. tone. <laughs> I love that. Well, be sure to follow us at our communal diary on Instagram. We also have a TikTok. Um, we're kind of putting together a social calendar, so getting lots of ideas. So be sure to send us your guys' ideas too, so we can be mindful of them. But we're so excited to continue making episodes this year. It's going to be such a good year. So we hope you guys stay along for the journey. Thank you guys. Bye. Bye.